For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Dumb by The Fail Coach. Uh, we have another interesting interview for you guys today. Um, I have Agnes here with me uh, for the show. Um, well, first of all, Agnes, welcome to the show. Um, I'm very happy and, and very grateful that uh, you found time. And uh, please um, introduce yourself a little bit to the audience before we start. So first of all, thank you so much for having me, Miha. I'm super excited. Um, so uh, hey, everyone. I'm focused on podcasting. So I have my own podcast. It's called Raw and Real, uh, where I interview diverse entrepreneurs about their struggles, insecurities, and failures to show a more vulnerable side of people. And I also create podcasts for other content for people that want to start. Oh, that's lovely. And I guess in, in, in these times of uh, um, uh, lockdowns and shutdowns and people staying in, um, people are, are turning to even watching and listening to podcasts uh, even more. Uh, do you see that uh, trend? Well, I think it really depends on what you're doing because a lot of people also listen to podcasts while they're traveling on their way to work and because they're mostly at home, um, they're not doing it that often. But I also know that some people are, for example, running more outside and then they listen to podcasts. So it really depends on uh, your genre. Oh yeah, well, yeah, uh, you are right. If, if I remember um, when I was still running my last company and I was traveling a lot, um, I was always listening to podcasts and, and now when I'm more at home, uh, in my home office, um, I turn more to YouTube videos uh, than, than listening just to podcasts through the app. Uh, but Agnes, let, let's start at the beginning. Um, what got you to become a podcaster? Yeah, so uh, it's quite a funny story. I uh, was writing my master thesis in the field of entrepreneurship and uh, I had to interview a lot of people here in Amsterdam about their fears actually, because my topic was about the fear of failure and how it influenced their decision making. So I needed to really get out there, go to a lot of events and meet people and convince them they, they would give me a 45 minute interview for research purposes. And uh, that was just so revealing for me because I got to know this like entirely new world. And because of the fact that it was for research and it was anonymous, people could really open up. And it really changed my own perspective of, uh, of also what's possible. Because for me personally, from the outside world, it seemed like those people are successful and they know what they're doing and they're confident. And, and I found out that that's not really the case and that your actions don't really have to align with your feelings. And um, so that's what actually 
started my curiosity and uh, along the way I interviewed someone who came to me later and he was like hey Agnes you should become a business coach and uh, then I was like what I don't really know how to do that and then he actually connected us and he connected me also with a life coach and uh, those were two conversations that really helped me to also overcome a little bit my insecurity. And uh, then I, yeah, it just didn't let me go. That feeling of uh, creating something where people can see a little bit the more real side of the story. Because at the time I also did some market research and I looked into the big podcast, how I built this or entrepreneur on fire. And I just saw mostly the positive and like the success feeling it's mostly an overnight success. And um, that's actually how I then got started. Okay. Okay. I mean, an interesting journey and, and I can definitely um, hear what you're saying. Uh, being the fail coach, um, I had the pleasure to work with some very well-known companies and, and people, uh, some of them big influencers with, with millions of followers. But you know, when you're the fail coach, you have to dig deeper and dive into the things that aren't really working. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it can be quite an amazing thing because you might know them from, from the outside and mm -hmm. the outside looks shiny and bright and like they have everything together. But then uh, when you start the coaching, when you start working with them, um, even things that they're teaching to others. I, I had this, I heard this many, many times. Um, I'm teaching this to my clients, but uh, I, I struggle like crazy uh, with that. Or, or also an, an interesting example. I, I, I coached a few very, um, quite big marketing agency in the past few years. Um, and the first thing that they do with their clients is, okay, so let's figure out who is your ideal client. Let's create the avatars. Most of them, when I asked them, well, who's your ideal client? Um, they had no idea. And they were just talking to general public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and to one agency, I actually suggested, and they went with it. I said, well, why don't you just hire an agency to do your marketing and, and you just be good at what you do? I'm doing marketing for others. And they actually went with it and, and, and it was quite a successful story. Um, you know, it, it's almost like when I'm talking to business coaches and I ask them, you know, like, who are your mentors? Who are your coaches? And they say, oh, no, I don't need a mentor. I don't need a coach. I'm a business coach. Well, that's just BS. Uh, we all need somebody to look at things from the outside a little bit. Uh, well, okay, so you, you decided to start a podcast. Um, and how did that early thing went? Like, uh, did you first start with doing some research? How did you choose uh, what platform to use, uh, what format, and, and so on? Can you talk, walk us a little bit through that first period um on you putting the backbone together yeah yeah so for me i first started um yeah checking out a little bit what the market was like so i was checking uh, out the competition i was like googling a lot about like failure or like emotions and entrepreneurship and checking different terms and looking for podcasts in that kind of field um, and I couldn't really find anything and because I couldn't find anything I was like okay 
there I have something there uh, which I think will work out and because I got a lot of positive feedback from the people that I interviewed already uh, yeah I, I had a really strong feeling that I had something valuable there and uh, I just started looking up a lot of YouTube tutorials about how to start a podcast and uh, then I found out uh, about the different hosting sites and every hosting site has obviously pros and cons uh, but especially if you're starting out yeah you don't really know how it's gonna turn out so you wanna preferably keep your costs low and Anchor is the site that is always for free um, so that's what I also went with so I know also in the future um, there are other hosts uh, like Libsyn they provide you a lot of statistics and information also where you can exactly see where people drop off or what is the part that people really listen to. Um, so that gives you also a lot of insights on how you can improve yourself, uh, which is really cool. But obviously if you're just starting out and you just need to prove your concept and see if you can make it work, yeah, you just wanna keep your costs low. And um, then for me, I was already used to having very intimate conversations with people um, for a longer period of time. And I felt really comfortable with that format. Um, so that's why I decided to go with that one. Uh, but in general, um, I feel like someone should choose the format what really fits for them and makes them enthusiastic. Because also a lot of podcasts are very successful that have for example two episodes uh, for like 20 minutes or some daily podcasts that have like a five minute episode but uh yeah so my first interview that was like really funny i uh, yeah did some research into that person i already knew him because i interviewed him also from a master thesis and i just came up with a question and went into the interview and I was just very nervous. I, uh, I was really thinking also a lot about the questions and I wasn't really going with the flow at all. So I was just really sticking to the questions and being a lot in my head. And then I sent that audio file also to my parents. And then they also gave me some feedback and like friends around. And then I realized that I need to go way more with the flow and be way, <laughs> way more in tune with the conversation. Um, but I think that's just how it goes. Like you start out somewhere and I think it's really important that you can feel safe with this person. So especially if you, for example, choose a field like entrepreneurship, um, it's always good to embrace yourself a little bit in that field, build a relationship um, with someone before you jump in the cold water, which you will then do anyway later on. Um, but I think especially in the beginning, if you start at something so uh, yeah that gives you just like more courage i would say and uh everything around it like all the audio editing and how it works with the videos um is also just something that i figured out with youtube videos and learning by doing and spending a lot of time and making pain painful mistakes um and then just yeah improving along the way oh that's nice i mean um I totally understand uh, this part where you, it, it needs to be some sort of chemistry. I mean, you, you can have, um, I don't know, Bill Gates on the other side, but, but if there's not the right chemistry, uh, there might not be the flow of the conversation and yes. it, it yeah. might be too robotic. I, I get it. 
I mean, uh, in the beginning, when I started my podcast, um, I would just uh, jump into the recording session immediately. And then um, through the podcast, I would say, oh, shit, you know, like, why did I choose this person? Uh, because, you know, it, 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 we don't have much to talk about. And how yeah. will this episode now be? Um, so I implemented uh, a change in the process. So now with most people, uh, well, you know, obviously not with you, because I already know you from, uh, we already had a lot of conversations before, mm -hmm. but with people that I don't know, um, I have a quick meet and greet 15, 20 minutes yeah. before they book a, book a podcast episode, just so that we see if we have the flow, if we have the chemistry, if we are on the same line and, and if we have the conversation there, even if we disagree about the topic, but at least that we can have a good quality conversation. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing. So especially now that I'm doing interviews online, which means that I'm just like jumping in and asking people where I have a good feeling about. Um, I really need also those kind of information gathering sessions. So then I also just like book a Zoom call with people that usually takes for me around like half an hour where I get to know them a little bit. Um, and I get some information, like not too much, because it should be still authentic, but that you get a little bit an image of um, their life, uh, what they're like, if they really open up, and then also obviously good topics to discuss where the audience take the most value. And, yes. and I feel like especially if someone is also open for such a call, they already show that they want to invest in it and that it's important. This is a very, very good point. A very, very good point. And um, do you mind if I share something that happened to me literally yesterday? Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, it's, I, I think this is the craziest thing that happened to me so far in the podcasting world. So I have this meet and greet uh, calendar link. And not many people have that. A few people who book um, guests, um, they have it. And uh, of course, my team, and that's really it. It's not a public link. Um, so um, a, a person books my meet and greet, uh, a, a young lady, uh, and uh, I had no notes uh, next to that. And so, so was I was like... Random person. Yes, met. yes. Well, probably somebody gave her the link, but... Mm -hmm. uh, didn't mention anything to me so i wasn't able to do any research i wasn't able to well my team to do any research to give me some notes because usually you know they do a bit of research and they give me some notes next to the calendar event so that i can look at that five ten minutes before the call just so to be sure who i'm talking to and so this lady jumps on a call and i politely ask her you know if if, if she can tell me how did we happen to jump on a meet and greet call? Um, and uh, she had no idea. She said, you just popped into my calendar and here I am. Okay. Um, I said, I'm guessing the conversation will be about uh, you being on my podcast. Yes. Well, if you know that, how can you not know who booked you? But okay, let's, let's, let's get moving. I explained to her because, you know, Agnes, I have the podcast and also the LinkedIn Live. So yeah. I'm always trying to see 
um, where my guest would fit best. And some are a good fit for both, and, and some are just better fit for LinkedIn Live or a better fit for podcast. I explained to her a little bit about both, and then I politely ask her if she can tell me a little bit about herself. And she goes on this tantrum um, that she's in business for the past two years, and she shared the stage with, with uh, Richard uh, uh, what's that ClickFunnels guy? Uh, Branson. Richard Branson? I don't know. The ClickFunnels guy. Not, not, not the Virgin guy. I always mix those two. Um, and, 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 and I don't know, with another celebrity. Yeah. And uh, that she never do, does the meet and greet because people already check her out and they already know what she will be talking about. And I'm like, well, but it says, the link says meet and greet. This is why we met, to, to, for, to get to know each other and to see whether we are a good fit. And then she says, well, you know what? I think this is not a good fit. And she just dropped the Zoom call. Oh, wow. That sounds very sad. <laughs> now, imagine uh, <clears throat> that I wouldn't have the meet and greet and she would just come and, uh, to the podcast. I would not know, you know, what are we talking about? Yeah, uh, totally. Now that would be, that would be uh, a strange episode. So um, yeah, um, thankfully, <laughs> and, and it, it goes so well with, with, you know, what you said. I mean, if they don't show up, if they don't, if they're not ready to make a little bit of commitment, I mean, is it even worth your time as a podcaster um, to do something? And I mean, you know, I'm very open. I'm not looking for celebrity guests. I'm looking for guests that can really share valuable information yeah. uh, with my audience. That, that's what's important to me is to share uh, knowledge that audience can apply. So for example, you today talking about podcasting, walking us a little bit through that, because I know that a lot of people are thinking of starting their own podcast. And it's nice to hear it firsthand from somebody who started, uh, uh, you started what, like a, a year ago or half a year ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I started, yeah, um, yeah around seven months ago, um, really publishing. And oh. because you mentioned um, that that person wouldn't have been also a good fit for you. I think as a podcaster, you really carry the responsibility of creating quality content continuously. And people really count on that. So I really feel like as well, if you record an episode with someone and you're not 100% sure about it, um, and you're doubting, then you shouldn't publish it. And it should be okay to talk about that kind of stuff as well. Because if that's going to happen to you more often, then your listeners will also drop because they expect some expect that you deliver that. That is an amazing, amazing point. Yes, you have to know your values. Um, and you, as a podcaster or just a content creator, um, it's not about you. It's about serving your audience um, yeah. because that's the only way that you will keep that audience and, and you have to be aligned with those values. And if that means having a hard conversation with somebody and telling them, you know, this episode just isn't uh, what it should be, yeah. um, you have to do that. You have to show up as the leader, not just when things are good, but also when you have to have um, conversations like that. So that's an excellent, excellent point. Um, Agnes, 
tell us a little bit about, you know, you obviously you do a video podcast, so there's equipment included, cameras, microphones, this and that. Um, how much of an investment was that uh, on, on your part? Uh, you know, just so for the audience to maybe understand that if you really, because I love, I mean, you are in the early stages still, you, you know, you're not entrepreneur on fire yet but but the way you do things is at an amazing top level i mean um really i i I love the guests you have i love how you do the content i love how you do the promotion i really really love it and i really feel that you are already at a level where most even after two three years are not yet so um you know um how was that? Uh, if, if you really want to do it and do it right, because otherwise, why would you even start it if you're going to half-ass it? Um, what goes into that? Yeah, so first of all, thanks a lot for your great compliments. That's always really nice to hear. Um, but I didn't invest like a ton of money. So I think nowadays the camera quality of an iPhone is very, very high. So uh, I just bought a second iPhone in my case. Uh, So that's what I mostly like uh, record with for the movie, like for the video. Um, And besides that, I bought two microphones. I think one um, is like around 60 bucks. Um, I have the ATR 2100. Um, which is a very popular mic for starting out podcasters. And then besides that, you really need an audio interface. Um, so, which I think they start around like 100 euros. And then you just like buy a pop filter for, they cost around 10 bucks. And uh, yeah, that it, like uh, something that it holds it as well, which you can also get for 10 bucks. But in general, like if you just really want to start out, I think you can already get something good, which won't be great. But also if you start out with your phone and edit that a little bit uh, for the audio, you can already yeah, start out this way. I think it's just also really important to edit the audio. So just like do the basics like noise reduction, um, equalize the track and uh, edit out for example breathing or pauses or the m's because i already met a lot of podcasters that just like don't do it and i think it makes a huge difference because for me so personally i edit the video and the audio also separately so you will see a length difference um comparing my youtube videos to my podcasting audios because i edit the audio then again for podcast and partly it's a difference of 10 minutes in the end because those are just oh, wow. like pauses and M's. And uh, it makes a huge difference because everyone is nowadays very busy. And personally, if I also start listening to a podcast and I hear like background noise um, or something like that, it's just not a nice listening experience. And I don't think that you will grow very fast um, doing. I absolutely agree. Like I said, you don't know. Like if I look at how we do it, um, I, 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 you are on a much higher level technically and, and, and with all of that. So there's a lot uh, um, I can learn from you as well uh, when it comes to um, the whole editing and, and so on. Um, what are some of the softwares that you have to use? Um, and uh, 
are they free tools uh, paid tools yeah so uh, uh, so if you just want to record um, I would recommend on iTunes you can just use GarageBand which is like free um, and if you want to base the basic editing is with audacity that's also a free program but I was really like okay I really want to invest in this and I use Adobe Audition because the nice part about Adobe Audition you get to see the spectral frequency view so where you have the really nice overview and especially for example if you get certain noises um, which are very different um, you can really isolate them because you see it in the spectral frequency which is very nice um, but if you're starting out you don't really yeah have to do that so I think um, uh, a monthly payment is like 35 bucks and if you do the yearly subscription it's around 25 um, but again you can start out with audacity and that's a free program and then you can already do the basic okay okay but now let me ask you a different thing so now we were talking about the hardware the software um, and yes um, you can you can pull it off uh, fairly cheap with a few totally. hundred bucks uh, you totally. can have the microphone, the, the, the audio equipment, software, and so on. But now, how much time and energy hmm. do you have to invest in finding good people to interview, setting up the pre-call, call, uh, preparation for the episode, um, the editing and all of that after the episode, and then the promotion when once the episode is out yeah so that's the part that people have really no idea about because mainly they see a 45 minute interview and they think maybe you prepare one hour you record and i don't know you put it out there um but that's really not how it works or at least not also how i do it so especially when it comes to guest research so i started off really in amsterdam where i live and i really wanted to make sure that I have a good feeling about the people. So I started going to a lot of networking events. So I think I was going to at least three events a week, uh, which was like each time at least th a three hour investment. And uh, if I research someone dependent on the size of this person, because some people did a lot um, before and there's a lot out there on YouTube and on other podcasts. So you really wanna make sure that you listen into this. Um, so that can take up to like seven hours, I would say. Um, and then, yeah, it's up to you to design the questions. Um, but for me, that also takes around four or five hours because I really try to come up with new angles and come up with really something that doesn't exist yet. Um, and especially the audio editing usually takes me a really long time. Um, so especially now with doing the online interviews, I try to then sync up the separate audio file with the video file um, to get like a higher quality. And that takes me also with editing included, I think around 10 hours. Oh, wow. So it's, it's really a lot of time that goes into it, especially like if you're researching people online, you look into their videos, you look into their podcasts and it takes really a lot of time to search for the people. And then, um, yeah, with like cold interviewing, basically approaching random people, 
um, obviously a lot of people also just don't respond because they don't know you. Um, so yeah, just like be prepared for that. But in general, so I, I really spend a lot of time also on promotion. Um, so I cut like together these kind of video clips or I go through the audio and take out quotes and try to make a little bit of story out of it uh, that it like captures people more the media. And that takes me also for sure over time. But it's it all depends on what you want, because I also know that just certain podcasters um, have a set of, let's say, five standard questions. And uh, you can also create something out of that. And you also, I do think that promotion is a really, really important aspect of it, because there are a lot of podcasts out there. And the question is like, how do you want to send? And the more content create uh, and post online, um, spread out over different days and time and the higher the chance is that people will see it over and over again and get curious about it do you also prepare um you know i mean i i know that we as people are quite lazy frankly totally um i i know um when i go uh on other podcasts and i'm interviewed by other podcasts some will just some won't even tell you that the podcast is out you, you just see it <laughs> okay. from, from from some posts so that's the the strangest to me mm. um then some will just say oh here's the link this is your podcast thank you very much and i see some others and i, I mean they they do it on a really high level they send you pictures and videos and and, and cutouts and and even suggestions for the text that you can put in your email or in on your facebook and so on and they make your life so much easier and basically yeah. what you have to do is just copy paste a few things and of course then you are also much more likely to yeah. do that and share that with your audience yeah so uh, i also do that that i create a google drive folder and put a couple of clips pictures in um, so that if someone wants to, it's as easy as possible for them. But obviously, especially if I post post something online, like on Facebook or on LinkedIn, um, yeah, just someone has to click and share it, which is usually not a lot of work. Uh, I think that's still doable. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, amazed a few weeks ago, and I have to reach out to them and ask them how, how you did that. Um, but it was really amazing uh, from one podcast where I was guest, I got an email and, yeah. and the links said Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, I don't know what they were like. It, it was just the social media platforms. But when you click the link, it already started new post on my profile uh, with the text pre-written with the picture or like, I don't know how they oh, did wow. that. It, yeah, it, it was like- really they, interesting they, to find that out. Yeah, I need to reach out to them and ask them because it was just so, so freaking simple. I would just click and, and, and post, click post, click post. So yeah. I had to do nothing. I don't know how they did that, but it was almost like they created this draft post for you and then if you want, you can add, of course, your things while you are 
while you're posting uh, or just click post and that's it. So that was amazing. And um, I, I forgot about it uh, until uh, right now and I need to reach out to them. I better make a note right away um, and ask them how they did that because yeah, I want to do that as well. <laughs> yeah, I would be curious to know as well. Yes. Um, so um, Agnes, let, let's go a little bit more into the, look, okay, I, I'm glad that you explained it the way you did, because I want people to understand. If, if you want to half-ass something, then of course you don't have to go through anything that you are describing. But if, if, that's, if there is a purpose and an intention behind it, um, then you, know, you have to give it your best. And when you give your best, it will cost you a few bucks, it will cost you a lot of time and energy. Now, of course, you can also outsource that if you totally. have, uh, uh, if you have um, finances to do that. Uh, but I'm guessing most people, when they're starting out, they're starting on a budget. So you have to just suck it up and, and do it by yourself. Now, an important part, and, and I know that a lot of uh, people who are doing podcasts or, or YouTube, they think, oh, you have to create it and put it out there. But that's just the, the easiest part, I guess. Uh, the, the, the most important part is now you have to really promote it. Um, and uh, talk us a little bit about the promotion part. Yeah, so especially because you also mentioned YouTube, that you just have to put it out there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important to get a little bit of knowledge about how it all works because one of the most important things is how you tag your video um, and uh, like the traffic also in the first 24 hours that you get. Um, so it's really important to educate yourself a little bit about YouTube SEO and how to tag your video because I know that a lot of people just like don't tag it. Um, which automatically results in the fact that you'll get ranked lower uh, in the search. Okay. But, but in terms of promotion, um, yeah, so there are a lot of um, sites that you can also use to cut out these kind of clips, uh, dependent also on what you want to invest. So for example, Gary V's videos are obviously um, very popular always. Um, and there's a site that I personally also use it's called vid.io um, and then you can... Oh, we use that as well. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you can cre create those kind of clips um, also with the letters on top um, and you have like automatically subtitles in it as well. Um, so it's very easy and you can create good stuff with it. It costs about 25 bucks per month. Um, so I definitely use that. Um, but there's also another site um, that I used in the beginning which was very helpful also for Instagram because they have like always a different form um, and it's called headline. There you can also partly create these kind of clips just with the audio. But uh, yeah, so in terms of promotion, I think it's really important to show um, clips or just like audio pieces um, that can hook people and especially take always into account that you really need to create a hook and I always try to really cut it out at that point uh, where people are hopefully most curious about and uh, they click on the episode. Um, but I, I think it's also cool if you can just like show different quotes um, that to take out from the interview. Um, yeah, that people are also curious about that. And obviously like always leveraging ideally 
your uh, your guests audience to hopefully get also some followers from that um, and what I've personally uh, seen that works out also really well, well is uh, obviously so if you're starting out so I didn't invest any money in ads at this point um, because obviously like if you're starting out you have to figure out how that works as well and I think you can burn quite a lot of cash so um, you know that your audience is out there and the challenge is always like okay how do I find and personally for me so I just started um, checking out other podcasts and other podcasts especially on LinkedIn um, seeing the people that interact on these kind of posts and then I just started talking to these people and getting to know them and like not not selling myself or my podcast but just like being interested in them what kind of content they're they want to see and what helps them um and i feel like that really helps also personally in my own growth and it also helps because i partly schedule like zoom sessions uh, with them to get to know them and also brainstorm a little bit which then helps me to create Wow, that, that, that's an amazing strategy, an amazing organic strategy. I love it. Um, to really to connect with uh, similar audiences and, and uh, do a deep dive and, and, and then serve them even better. Yeah, um, yeah. so uh, I mean, especially so, for example, if we take myself, so I'm in the field of entrepreneurship. So if you just like, take a look at other podcasts that are in the same field entrepreneurship and then you yeah just check uh, the people out that listen to uh, that follow the the podcast host um yeah that can really help you to get some new listeners as well um, um agnes do you also use so this is a technique that that basically is helping me a lot to um, to leverage my existing connections or yeah. to leverage my existing uh, guests. So most of the time, um, especially when we had a really, really good episode where the chemistry was really good, you know, I would ask them like, oh, do, do you know, now that we recorded this one, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, um, can you think of maybe uh, somebody from your network who you feel would be an amazing fit just as yourself um, and often those are the best guests because those people uh, kind of vibe good with with similar people and so um, we also do the meet and greet of course but but uh, I, I can't remember a single time when uh, those recommendations would be um, not good recommendations. It, they were always uh, amazing people. Um, we had good chemistry with, we recorded good episodes. Um, so uh, do you also use that strategy? Well, yeah. So in general, I usually ask the guests after the podcast, also if they know someone else who would be a fit. But to be honest, it hasn't worked out that well for me. As so, um, oh you know some sometimes i then um start talking to someone and then kind of the conversation pop off um and uh yeah so i actually do a lot of it just myself um by researching online checking other podcasts checking youtube videos okay. and uh yeah especially when we were still able to go outside going to a lot of networking events and then also networking with people there and asking just like everyone around there 
Um, but also personally for me, I have quite a tight select who I decide to take um, because, you know, I want to just create the best quality. So for me, I also take into account, for example, if someone is a good storyteller, because there are also some people that maybe know a lot, but they just don't really have the skill of how to bring it across. Um, and plus a podcast is like an audio format, which means that also someone needs to have a nice voice that I would like to listen. Um, okay. You know. But no, no. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It all depends on what you want to create. I mean, there, no, yeah. there are no limits. No, no, no. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, you, you have to have the standards set yeah. um, and uh, go with that. Uh, you, you need to be aligned with what you want, how you want it. Well, Agnes, that brings me to the question. Um, what's your why? What's your intention? What's your goal? Uh, where, where do you want to see yourself in, in, I don't know, six months, a year, two years with, with this uh, uh, investment of your energy and time and, and all of that? Um, so personally, my why is back um, my previous job. Uh, so I was working as a recruiter for, for a medium-sized company and I experienced what it was like to have a job that just like I wasn't learning anything. I was micro and I just didn't have any drive. And that was just like so terrible. And I also had the feeling that I put myself in the cage. I also didn't have the feeling that I could stop and I didn't see any possibility. So for me, it was really about showing people that they can do more than they initially think by showing that other people also overcome their insecurities and their fears and that there is like this voice inside of you that is insecure um, but you can really tackle that so that's what I really hope to show to other people and hopefully give them more purpose um, in their life and make them happier um, and for me when it comes to in six months so um, I'm also working now with a company to create a podcast for them. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's a very exciting journey for me as well. And uh, I want to just go more and more also into coaching and uh, learn skills that I have already to other, just like support them in their journey around podcast creation, blogging. That's lovely. Well, Agnes, before I ask you my last question, um, I always ask my guests one thing. And so uh, up to this moment, you shared an amazing value and, and very good information. I think if somebody who wants to start uh, their own podcast, they really got a lot from everything that was said so far. But, tell, but tell us a little bit about Agnes. About me? Yeah. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, so I mentioned already I was working a terrible job um, where I didn't really see the light at the end of the day. So I moved here to Amsterdam for my export and that's why I took this job where already from the beginning I didn't have a good feeling about. And uh, then my way out was basically doing a master because I'm also a foreigner. I'm actually from Austria. So I didn't really speak Dutch at this point. And uh, since I actually took the step in the entrepreneurial world, I personally started also changing a lot. I started opening up a lot. 
And I have the feeling that since then I have way more deeper and connects people. So um, I think that that really is something um, that I learned in the last months. And uh, also to just like, if you really want something and if you set your mind to something, um, also if you don't really have the right feeling for it, but just to like make bold moves um, and then things will happen that you didn't initially think was possible. Lovely. Yeah. Um, well, my last question is always, uh, what's the last golden nugget of wisdom that you want to leave the audience with? And, you know, it can be related to what we talked. It can be just whatever you feel an entrepreneur should hear. It can be related to the Corona thing. Um, anything you want, the last golden nugget of wisdom. Um, so I think that's something that just came to me um, in the last month that you will have to really start believing that you're capable of more that you might initially think. And when you really start doing that and start seeing uh, your own value and that you're really capable of so much more, um, then things will fall into place and your life will change. That's a good one. Yes. I mean, everything starts, I guess, with having the belief. If, if you don't believe you probably won't even start or um, every, um, every problem along the journey uh, will be a good reason to give up. Um, so believing uh, in yourself, in what you're doing is a very important first step uh, on the journey. Yeah, but it's also a really tough and hard one because there are also so many moments where you're just like start up. I know, I know. It's a very, very hard one to actually execute and to persevere, of course, do it. Um, yeah. Agnes, if, if it makes it any easier, um, I've been in entrepreneurship now, what, 23 years? And I still have those moments where <laughs> you start asking yourself, like, why the hell am I doing this? And, and maybe you doubt that something and, and you just want to send everything to hell and, and, uh, and, and so on. So even after 23 years, um, you have those moments, you have the sucky days. Um, I've been practicing mindfulness and emotional intelligence now since 2000. 12 or 13 um, and, and, and you still have moments where you switch on the autopilot when the emotions get you where you know all of those things when you have like a sucky day and, and you just can't turn it around and, and so on so I think that's just part of the journey and, and yes uh, I, I think it's easier every time and you find ways you know, like, for example, for me, I have two things that whenever I want to, like, really give up and when I have enough of everything, um, I turn to two things. The first one is the uh, story about uh, the owner of KFC, Colonel Sanders, and how he was 62 or 63 years old yeah. driving around the U.S., and 1,018 restaurants said no to him. So that gives me you know, that power to just keep going because um, I say to myself, well, are you a wuss? Are you going to give up? Look at that guy. He was 60 plus and, and he went and did that. Like, you know, buckle up. Um, and, and the second one is um, a poem from Charles Bukowski, um, mm -hmm. All the Way. 
And it's, you know, like, why would you even start if you're not ready to go all the way? So th those two things, you know, slowly with time, you find certain things that inspire you and, and, and maybe a story that you can connect with or a TED talk that, you know, just blows your mind and, and, and gets you that energy that you need at those low days. But yeah, that's not something that uh, I guess ever completely disappears. So okay. if that makes it easier. <laughs> um, well, Agnes, this was a lovely and amazing interview. I really, really thank you for everything that you've shared. I, I find it very valuable. I already wrote down a few things that I need to um, recheck uh, with our podcast and see how we can uh, catch up with the level you are on. Um, I really appreciate you for everything that you're doing, for the stories that you're sharing, uh, what you're doing for the community. Um, and I appreciate you for being my guest. Uh, thank you. All the best on your journey. Stay safe, stay healthy. And yeah, really all the best. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Perfect. Take care.